Hello and welcome to the Lancet Gastroenterology and Hepatology podcast in conversation with I'm Hugh Thomas, the Deputy Editor. In this episode, we're discussing an article appearing in our January 2022 issue, looking at the impact of screening for colorectal cancer in the Netherlands using faecal immunochemical testing, or FIT. FIT screening programs have been implemented widely with the aim of detecting colorectal cancer earlier and thus reducing associated mortality, but data on their effectiveness are rather limited. I'm joined today by Dr. Emily Breckfeld, who is corresponding author on the new paper. She's currently undertaking a PhD at the Department of Public Health of the Erasmus Medical Centre in the Netherlands and the Department of Gastroenterology and Hepatology of the Netherlands Cancer Institute. Her research focuses on the evaluation of the colorectal cancer screening programs in the Netherlands and colorectal cancer surveillance strategies for individuals who are at high risk. Dr. Breckfeld, thank you very much for joining us and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for the invitation. So just to orientate us, uh, can you describe uh, what, what's the current burden and importance of colorectal cancer? And uh, in, in terms of the colorectal cancer screening program in the Netherlands, what are the kind of the key features and characteristics there that we need to know about? Yeah, so colorectal cancer is the second leading, leading cause of death, uh, cancer death in Europe and the Netherlands. So this raises the importance of early detection of colorectal cancer. And of course, screening programs can lead to this early detection. And in the Netherlands, we started the program in 2014. We invite all individuals biannually, aged 55 until 75 years. And we use fecal immunochemical testing at a cutoff of 47. So by 2019, the program was fully implemented and all age cohorts were at least invited once. And by then, every year, around 2 million FITs are sent out to the screening eligible population. And we have very high participation rates uh, that we're very happy with, around 72%, which is one of the highest in the world. So um, that's really nice. Perfect. And, and how do things like the hemoglobin cutoff, how does that compare to other countries? Yeah, so most other countries in Europe use uh, lower cutoffs, um, around 10 or 20 uh, micrograms hemoglobin per gram feces. We started the program in 2014 with a cutoff of 15, and six months into the program, we adjusted this due to higher than expected positivity rates. Uh, and of course, we had to take into account colonoscopy capacity as well. So uh, we adjusted this um, on advice of the Health Council but we still have uh, very good results. So yeah, that's uh, something uh, that we're really happy with. Perfect. Um, so just in terms of your, your current paper then, how did you decide on this particular research question? What were your aims and, and what were you looking to find out? Yeah, so by 2019, the whole implementation was done and we felt that at that moment it was time to really look back to uh, what had happened on overall colorectal cancer incidents, but we looked at uh, early and advanced stage incidents as well. That is something that uh, not a lot of uh, research groups had uh, uh, divided into. So, uh, and of course we looked at mortality and we wanted to compare characteristics of cancers that were detected through screening with cancers that were detected uh, clinically. Um, so that is something we did as well. And uh, we felt that it was important to look at treatment uh, of these cancers as well. Um, so that is about what we did. And, and what were your key findings in that case? And 
After the introduction of the program, we saw a peak in incidence in overall uh, colorectal cancer incidence and a decrease afterwards. And before the implementation of the program, we also saw a, a slight decrease. But this decrease after implementation of the program was actually uh, significantly larger than before. So that was something uh, uh, that was great to see. And then when we look at overall or early and advanced stage incidence, we saw two different patterns, actually. So the early incidence, uh, it peaked as well and decreased afterwards. But the advanced stage incidence, we saw that um, there was an increase until 2015 and a decrease afterwards. And this was very important for us because, um, of course, when you want to look at mortality in the long term, one of the early indicators is uh, a shift in stage distribution. But the shift does not necessarily mean that you would uh, diagnose less advanced stage uh, cancers on a population level. That is what we uh, wanted to look at. And that was uh, really good to see that this decrease actually happened after introduction of the program. So in terms of colorectal cancer related mortality, which is of course the most important long-term outcome of the screening programs, uh, we saw that it decreased, but there was not a change uh, in this decrease. And we did not expect this also. Um, you would expect the mortality decrease, decrease at least seven years after introduction of the program. But for example, when I had a look at the article of our colleague uh, Rafael Cordozo, who wrote about different screening programs and uh, incidents in Europe, uh, we saw that, for example, in Slovenia, who uh, the country that has also implemented a FIT-based screening program, but earlier than us, and not with a phased implementation, uh, you can see at the end that there was a little uh, decrease other than the trend in mortality that we saw. So uh, we are carefully expecting and hoping that that will happen uh, for the Netherlands as well. And last, when we compare the uh, screen-detected to the clinically detected cancers, uh, we saw that screen-detected cancers were uh, more often localized in the left side of the colon. Uh, we saw that they were also more likely to be treated by local excision and that they were more often diagnosed in men. And this local excision is actually also um, a good thing to see because it means that not in terms of mortality, but uh, in terms of morbidity, that we can expect that if we uh, detect more screening detected cancers, that morbidity will also decrease. So what do these results mean for the field and, uh, and for application perhaps in, in other countries and other screening programs? Yeah, so I think we can say that these results indicate that fit screening works and is effective uh, and can lower incidence. That means that I, I think and we feel that programs that still use GFOC, Guayaca, Fecal, Occult Blood Testing, uh, which has uh, lower participation rates but also yield of screening than fit, they should consider to uh, changing to fit. Uh, as soon as possible, I think, in our point of view. And also programs that use endoscopy as a main screening modality could consider changing to FIT uh, because, of course, FIT has lower burden for the screen population, uh, for example, lower chances of complications, but also lower cost burden for the countries that use it. But of course, it's very important to keep in mind colonoscopy capacity and also set up of the program. Um, so for example, the infrastructure and how to implement this in your country. Of course, lots of things to consider. And looking to the future, what is next for this line of research then? 
Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, we are very curious to see mortality changes in the long term. But as I said, at the moment, we feel it's too early to observe these changes or an effect of the screening program on mortality. And of course, other screening modalities that are being tested at the moment and are more sensitive to, for example, right-sided lesions could be very important. Uh, so for example, multi-target stool DNA tests, uh, but also uh, augmented endoscopic visualization techniques. Uh, also, techni uh, technological development leading to the use of capsule-based endoscopies in patients that are tested positive for fecal blood might increase the number of patients uh, that join the screening programs. But I think the most important thing, and that is uh, good to emphasize, is that while we have proven that fit screening is really effective and um, uh, cost effective as well, I think in the future there is a great opportunity for personalized screening as well, offering high-risk individuals more intensive screening, for example, using shorter um, invitation intervals um, and providing less intensive screening for these low-risk individuals. I think this could lead to a higher yield of screening in terms of detection rate, but also positive predictive value uh, maybe. But more importantly, it would lead to a better balance in terms of harms and benefits of screening. So you could think, uh, for example, of less false positives, less overdiagnosis, and at the same time, bringing diagnosis forward in people that need it most. Um, so I see a really big future for this as well. Dr. Breakveld, thank you very much for joining us and giving that insight into your article and, and for leaving us with those thoughts for the future. Thank you so much. You can read the article on the FIT screening programme in the Netherlands online now at thelancet.com. Thank you to Dr. Breakveld, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Lancet Gastroenterology and Hepatology Podcast in conversation with. Remember, you can subscribe to In Conversation With wherever you usually get your podcasts.